Hey, it's Clint from the Doorway 2, hanging out with Ben from Existence Dysphoria. Uh, first of all, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, your record kind of came out of the middle of nowhere for me and kind of kicked me in the ass, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's, what we're, that's what we're all about, <laughs> those oral ass kick-ins, man. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to kind of ask was, uh, why an EP and not a full length? Um, well, it just it just sort of came together that way. We'd had um, three songs that we'd been, some of them we'd been playing for a few years. Uh, track two we'd been playing for about four years, um, and just hadn't got round to um, hadn't got round to really practicing it. And we put it all together, and we were like, "Shit, this is well, this is like twenty seven minutes long." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like you know, if it's like a punk album or a grindcore album, you know, like twenty songs in twenty minutes is absolutely fine, but three songs that are 27 minutes it's like oh dude so like i i put up, i put together a, um, like an intro track to try and bump it up but then again that was only like 32 minutes i think the whole play time is so uh, yeah it just sort of came about that way to be honest it was all cool. we had um all we had rehearsed kind of thing no that's cool um yeah i was gonna say uh for for a thrash record or a grindcore record it's a full length mm -hmm. album yeah no yeah. absolutely yeah no, exactly yeah 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 uh, but no, I, I think it's really great uh, the way it's set up with that kind of two minute intro and then all yeah. the songs are like nine, ten minutes. And the thing that I love most about the EP is it mixes like old school kind of fuzzed out doom with that sludgy kind of element. And there's a couple of bands in particular that I kind of hear in this and I kind of want to get your feedback if they're influences, if they're not. And I'm just hearing things because it's what I like. Uh, so the first one is, it reminds me a lot of like early Cathedral. It reminds me, uh, especially in the guitar tones when it gets kind of fuzzed out and kind of mm. trippy sounding. Uh, yeah. The other one, the other two in general that it really kind of reminds me of is uh, f fellow band from the UK, Iron Monkey. Uh, oh, yes. You, you kind of, voc yeah, vocally you remind me very much of that kind of, crossover meets sludge kind of vibe that iron monkey did so well back then i mean that's 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 really good to hear because yeah i mean they're a huge influence i think that um johnny morrow the vocalist of iron monkey is definitely a huge um a huge vocal inspiration for me um i just uh, i just i always enjoyed it when you know like you've got all those crushing and heavy guitars and then someone who just sounds completely demented, like yeah. gurgling over the top of it. I think for me, that is, that is the kind of, the kind of vibe that sludge should be, you know, I mean, for us, it was always not, not wanting to sound like any band in particular, but also making sure that things stayed nasty, you know, and it's yeah. an aggressive, acerbic kind of, um, kind of smash your face forwards with sludge, but also, um, what I, again, what I love about doom is that it just, like, it just, the sonic possibilities in it are just are just endless. It seems you know you've got bands like you know Ufo Mamut who do these yeah. crazy what I call uh, Pink Floyd on steroids because it's just it's just so expansive. But then also you've got your kind of I hate gods who like would fit in a similar genre, but like it's just a lot more nasty and aggressive. So like pulling all that together, it just again it's just like the music that we enjoy and wanted to hear yeah. and wanted to play and it just grew like that really cool uh and then the last band i was going to talk about talking about i hate god and stuff like that is a band from san francisco called Newth Grush. uh you have oh, a very kind of 
Yeah, you have a very kind of punky noise edge to the EP as well, too. And I think, it, like, Youth Crush was always great with mixing kind of punky hardcore with sludge, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think um, uh, um, there's a band also from the UK called Mastiff, if, if you've yep. heard of them. Yeah, I'm actually could... I'm I'm actually signed to his record label, Trepanation yeah, too, Bass man. Players. Me too. Yeah. yeah, right here, yeah. Yeah, so my, my, my album came out in June on Trepanation, so very cool. What one was that? The slumbering. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah, Dan's a great guy, man. Um, yeah, he I, is I, awesome. I put a solo project out on there called Quarantine. Yeah, and it was, I made during the lockdowns. And yeah, he, I just approached him and I sent I sent him this, and he he was he was at the time he was uh, wanting to master some stuff. He wanted to practice it. So I sent him I sent him mysterious like, do you want to master this? He's like, yeah, I want to put it out as well. And, yeah. I did. I did two albums for him, and um, the second one nearly drove me completely insane <laughs> because I made it on a sorry, a bit off topic. I made it on a a 2006 Apple Mac on Garage. Oh Band. God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and just like you know, waiting for that. The the, the machine was so archaic that I couldn't even send an email off of it. So I I had Jesus. I had to mix down the songs put it on a flash drive, put it in my partner's, um, put it in her uh, laptop and then email it to my phone and then listen to it and be like, oh shit, that, that little bit's not loud enough. And then reboot the old Mac. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. it was, it was insane. Ugly, it's ugly kind of sludge, buzz oven and weed eater as oh. well. Um, that just, for me, that is, that music really speaks to me and it's just so, it's just so completely outrageous and aggressive, but also I find it really relatable to me. Like I just, yeah. I just feel those sounds and I feel that it's honest somehow, you know, like I do, I do enjoy, you know, extreme, you know, like death metal, black metal, all that sort of stuff, but not being religious in any kind of way, the kind of image of it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't resonate on a personal level with me. So what I what again what I love about sludge is it's just so expansive and you can kind of just be honest and just be who you are and I think um, that um, that definitely is is the reason why this kind of music has has always been you know for me you know I remember oh. I remember seeing Electric Wizard play live uh, must have been almost about twenty no 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 about fifteen years ago and just blew my mind and I was just like. That's it, man. That is, that's it. That's how you do it, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, no, that, that's funny you say about Electric Wizard because uh, I'm from the New York area and we used to play yeah. like tons of shows there. And uh, mm. we used to play with Liz's old band 13 all the time, oh, like cool, at different yeah. shows. And I, I didn't know she had joined Electric Wizard because I'd been out mm. of touch with her for a while. We mm. go see Electric Wizard show and there I see someone I had been playing shows with for a decade <laughs> up on stage. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit, you're an Electric Wizard now? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, that's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, so I kind of want to talk about the songs in general, uh, because I love how they're noisy and chaotic, but you let them breathe. Like mm. you give them the space to become what they are. There are mm. some really, uh, and I know it's an odd term for sludge, but there's some really beautiful moments like in the tracks as well too, that yeah. mix with the ugliness. Uh, was that all done on purpose? Like the layers, the way it was done for each one of those tracks? 
Um, yeah, I mean, the 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 goal. I mean, the 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 way that the, our, our music sort of panned out is, it did get more expansive, and it just yeah. I mean, again, it's um, I, I just just circle back to like me saying about how Sludge is honest and open, and I think that you know, with the 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 darkness and the light, there's also you know beauty in life in yeah. general. Um, and I just think that you know mixing those two elements together make the harder bit sound harder but also adds a bit of depth as well because we never just wanted to be another doom band we wanted to add you know those layers of things and you know you know who doesn't like you know psyching out a little bit sometimes you know <laughs> and just uh blitzing out and yeah so when we when we got into the studio there were a, a few bits we were recorded with um wayne from bear bites horse and he added a couple of tiny little sonic touches as he called it paprika um which just made it all a little bit more spacey and expansive like for example on the last track um minus negative when we're building up um the riff um there's one note that plays very quietly that he played on a keyboard and he just he just he just said oh i think this needs this and he pressed this and it, if you listen carefully it it just literally holds that note throughout that entire um last um riff um even as it builds into a heavier bit and how it drops out at the end as well and yeah just little things like that just add to the kind of sonic palette of it all and yeah absolutely i wanted to capture um a, a variety of emotions because that's what you know i feel when i listen to this kind of music as well you know cool well talking about minus negative that's actually my favorite track on the record and i was going to oh, cool. talk about that i was going to talk about that in a minute but we'll jump into that now because yeah. it's a good stuff i'm sorry but um i feel like if there was one song that i would give someone and say okay here's the band here's what they sound like minus negative is it would you mm -hmm. feel the same way that it kind of has all the elements of the band in it yeah for sure man yeah absolutely it does yeah um there's some pretty killer riffs on that one, if I do say so myself. And um, yeah, absolutely. I know that's why it got it got the um, that's why we called the EP that, you know, because it um, it just uh, yeah, as you say, completely encapsulates all the different elements that we have. You know, it's kind of it's groovy, but it's heavy. Mm -hmm. It's got some epic movements, and then I can't seem to write a song without there being an epic finish in terms of like <laughs> a riff. It's like stop playing gonna build this riff and build this riff and build this riff and then it builds and then that's that that just seems to be the way it goes but yeah i was particularly pleased with that one again that one um came um together through a lot of different uh little recordings i'd done at home and you know i was listening through some of these things and i was like oh well pop those things together and then and then there you have it but yeah it's an absolute statement of intent that one it is uh, it was actually, it would have been the last song we wrote for that one. So, yeah, I think um, also kind of coming into our own um, as a band, as a sort of more fully realised creative idea of what the band was, um, we're, we're definitely getting closer and closer to that. But we're, we're not done yet. Like, I am always, um, always pushing to write more things that are more expansive and, you know, marry even more of the, the light and the darkness sort of thing. And there's a few things in the pipeline now. And I don't think we have quite realized our full sound yet, but um, we're getting there. I would like, like to go for a kind of um, 
kind of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds meets Ufo oh. Mamut all eventually, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, if you're going to do Nick Cave goth kind of dark rock kind of stuff, I will I will be all for it, my friend. I will be yeah. all for it. Yeah, uh, so, I, yeah, same here, man. Uh, so I want to kind of talk about the tones of the band as well, because mm. I think why this record, this EP, I mean, Dude, it's 30 minutes long. It's not short by any means. Uh, but uh, I, I feel like the punchy bass and kind of the noisy, dirty, groovy guitars uh, really work well with, um, and maybe your drummer will love this, maybe your drummer will hate this, I, I don't know. Uh, but I feel like he's the glue that holds it all together. So right when the chaos is about to happen, the drummer knows just when to be able to either go crazy or hold back a little bit to let those grooves happen. What's your thoughts on that? No, a hundred percent, man. He, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, with the um, with you know Slug Doom, obviously, it's always going to be very fuzzed out guitars and very punchy bass. Um, the bass tone came about really nicely. Um, we got um, a, there was a few pedals in the studios that we've now adopted. Um, the guitar sound like is um, largely. Um, a, a pedal called a Fuzzvenger made by someone, in, a guy in Poland who makes, uh, whose company's called Occult Pedals. Amazing pedals, definitely worth checking out. And I got this Fuzzvenger, which is obviously as all overpriced fuzz pedals are now based on the FZ2. <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, we ran through, we ran um, my pedal, the Fuzzvenger, and we ran um, a Boss FZ2 through the same amp. And actually, we all agreed that mine, that the Fuzzvenger just had that kind of more a kind of slightly crisper more scoops kind of metallic edge to it which made it all sound a lot more aggressive but yeah in terms of the drummers he's a very very talented um, musician um he's a doctor in computer musicology oh, so wow. he's a, a dr nick um incidentally <laughs> hi dr nick um <laughs> but he's uh, yeah he does that um and he's explained to me what that is and i don't fucking understand it to be honest with you but he's it's it's very his drumming's always been very nuanced and we he's always he's always played to serve the song and never not to show off you know it's yeah. never you know he never puts in fills for you know just the sake of like oh look at how fast i can do these fills you know and he absolutely as you say is completely the glue that holds everything uh, together i remember our first ever gig we played a, kind of a weird story. We played um, a squat rave. Um, so like they'd set up this like, you know, like a rave in an abandoned building. And we were on at 4 a.m. in the morning um, on, a, on a bill that was not doom and stone and stuff. So we played to a, a room full of very bemused and wasted people, <laughs> <laughs> which is great fun. But they were they were setting this thing up and um, they were they were panicking because one of the guys from the band who were putting it on had forgotten his um, hi-hat stand and you know everyone's running around going oh shit like, what can we do you know we've got to get this and I said to Nick like yeah what are we going to do man and he just looked at me and he said I don't care I've played on worse kits than that and I was like oh alright yeah that makes me feel better so yeah definitely no frills um, just uh, again yeah serving the songs and uh, yeah, an excellent yeah. drummer and a great guy as well cool um, so the next thing I kind of want to talk about is your vocals, because mm. I, I think it's one of the standout moments on this record. Mm. Um, and, and 
you tell me uh, if you did this on purpose or not, because I hear it in every song and I kind of feel like you wanted it this way. Uh, where you buried the vocals just enough to be kind of weird and hypnotic, but you can hear everything that's going on. Like it's almost mm. like this trippy kind of noisy sludged out kind of vocal thing. I would say it's tormented, but it's kind of like psychedelic at the same time. Did you do that on purpose? Yeah, that was, um, that was probably more the, um, uh, way in at Bear Bites Hearts actually. That was more the producer's, um, shout on it. Um, we want, we definitely wanted the cleaner stuff to be a bit more psychedelic, but, um, yeah, I'm glad you used the word torture because again, it's not, I'm not just going for kind of like death growls. I'm kind of, mm -hmm. you know, again, again, the human aspect of it. Um, like, I mean, I love, um, I love, a, um, Pig Destroyer's vocalist, J.R. from Pig Destroyer, his, cause his voice is so raw. Um, but it's so kind of twisted and tormented mm -hmm. as well. And I, I always enjoyed that, that it, you know, you could hear him singing and be like, that, that's, that's him from Pig Destroyer, you know, you, you know it's got that. But in terms of the way it got mixed in, um, yeah, I mean, that was, to be honest, that was pretty much the producer. I'd, I'd envisioned something slightly more straight down the middle. Um, but then when you put it all together as like, um, you know, like a sonic picture, like the, the kind of way that they kind of, kind of span out and kind of, as you say, just about um, legible in the mix and sounding psychedelic really just fit the overall tone of the record. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like moderately, moderately intentional, but largely down to Wayne at Bear Lights Horse. And um, it's something we definitely um, will incorporate going forwards as well. Cool. Um, so how did you hook up with Sludge Lord? Like that's kind of a, a, an interesting label to work with for you. Uh, because they typically, to me, are more of a kind of stoner-edged label. They have a lot of sludgy stuff, but they are yeah. really groovy with a lot of their stuff. Yeah, man, definitely. I mean, it definitely was on our radar. Again, going back to the recording experience, we recorded it with this guy, uh, Wayne at Bear Bites Hoss, and he said, um, he, he said, like, basically, I'll give you a list of uh, labels to send this out to because I've recorded, like, half their bands. And if, if you tell them I've recorded it, they'll at least listen to it. Nice. So we sent it out to a few and uh, didn't hear anything back for a little while. And then we sort of gave Aaron a nudge and he messaged. He was like, you know, I'm, I've got a lot of bands on, you know, I, I'd love to be able to release everything. But, you know, there's a lot going on at the moment. And then we gave him another nudge and he said he came back to us and he said, yeah, like this record, like really grew on me. It really like I after a few listens, I really I really dig it. And yeah, I want to put it out. And yeah, I think that I think to, to quote him, I think he said, I thought it was time to release something fucking horrible again. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it grew. It grew. You know, it, it meant a lot to us that he took the time to get to know it and listen to it and then came back and said, you know, this is yeah, this is wicked. Like, let's put this out. Cool. Um, talk about the album cover for a minute, because mm. uh, it's one of the more interesting things I've seen in quite some time. Uh, yeah, how do you how do you feel that it fits with the songs? And mm. is there a theme going with the image as well with the with the lyrics? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a guy um, in from Indonesia called uh, Deepless Archive now. Uh, he did my stuff for the the, the um, solo trepanation record I put out a couple of years ago, and I I just saw him on Instagram. And I really liked his style, and I contacted him, and he was very much uh, I saw I for the first for the for my solo thing. I just said you know like listen to what I've got, <coughs> excuse me, uh, listen to what I've got, and 
just build something yourself, like see what you think about it, you know? And he was very quick and he came back with it really quickly. And I was like, yeah, we'll definitely use this guy again, you know? And so I basically, I sent him a, an, early, um, an early master of one of the songs. And then I sent him the lyrics as well. And I said, you know, build something around that, basically. I was like, you know, um, songs are largely about kind of, you know, depression and drug abuse and the ever-impending apocalypse that's going to come one way or the other, it seems. Um, and he just kind of put that all together. And it's kind of, I like it. It's kind of, kind of dystopian, kind of nightmarish. And with the colour scheme, he just said, I thought orange. And we were like, yeah. Yeah, I, I I can see that now. It's not it's not one I would have thought, but yeah, I can see that. So yeah, just cool. again, it was quite quite organic the way it all came about. Nice, nice. Um, so live versus the studio. If I was to come see you perform versus listening to the record, what mm -hmm. differences would I get? Well, um, I'm a bit of a gobshite when in between songs. Um, <laughs> I guess I um. I, I see. Um, I know a lot of uh, a lot of bands that just be feedback, you know, droning feedback in between, and you know that sort of suits the vibe. But I I just can't help myself but talk some absolute bollocks in between the songs. Um, to to I don't know. It's just it's just part of what we are. Um, I mean, we it would it needs to be loud, and it I think it would it, it is a bit more um, direct, probably slightly less psychedelic, especially in the vocal delivery, because again the vocals are a bit more raw. Uh, when we play them live, um, but I mean, you know, the, the the essence of the band is there. You know, we, sometimes we throw in a couple of old songs. Um, we've got a new one we're working on that we've aired out a couple of times as well. And yeah, it's very much a, it'd be more in your face as opposed to, especially in the vocal delivery, as opposed to more kind of ethereal as it comes across on the record. <coughs> so more punky, I think I'd say. Okay. More punky, but still, you know, thick and groovy. Cool. Um, so I, I guess the next thing I'm going to kind of ask is if you could go back now and do anything different on these four tracks, is there anything that you would change or do you feel like this is just the, the, the moment in time it needed to be? Yeah, I mean, do you know what? Like, I think that listening back to it, um, you know, I, I think we all went through phases of it, of, you know, listening to it and, and you know, getting the initial masters back and saying, oh, yeah, we'll tweak that, tweak that. Uh, overall, we're very pleased with our performance on it. Like, um, those again, those songs were long in the pipeline, you know. I think the, 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 the latest one, Minus Negative, we've been playing for a good, I think, seven or eight months before we got in the studio. So they were all ironed out in terms of, you know, how the song was going to be structured and how it was all going to go down. Um, and listening back to it, I mean, I, I as you know, you recording artists yourself, um, go through phases of listening to it, go, yeah, this is pretty good. And then, oh, God, this is terrible. What the fuck were we thinking? And then, like, actually, this is pretty good. And then after leaving it for a couple of uh, months and also, you know, getting it out to, to labels and showing it to a few friends and hearing it through their ears, I think we were all, we're all, really pleased with the way it came out to be honest it sounds um exactly exactly where we needed to be as a band at the time and exactly where how we'd want to put ourselves across you know so yeah overall cool. really pleased yeah i like i said i was hoping you're gonna say i'm not gonna change a thing because i think yeah. it's just <laughs> like uh it speaks to me I, 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 so next week i'm gonna be 50 i'm not a kid all right mm -hmm. and uh like it speaks to me in that old kind of 
late 90s early 2000 like bay area new york city kind of sludge scene so like uh i love the retro vibe and then i love that you uh you bring your heritage into it what i mean by that is that you have that very uk doom sound like yeah yeah like that like it's almost like a mix of Peaceville records mixed with like cathedral and things like that. Mm-hmm. When you're recording music, uh, mm-hmm. is it just everything you love that you throw into it and you don't care at the end what it is? Or are you very specific on when you record each individual track on what you want it to the end result to be? I mean, I think, yeah, again, the heritage comes into it. It's just the environment, you know? Again, it's just playing what we what we see and what we know. I mean, what, none of us are, like, from the country or anything. We're all, we're all from industrial, you know, like, parts of the UK. And, you know, for us to make, like, um, a black metal album about, you know, going and screaming in the forests would just be dishonest, you know? So what, <laughs> so what, what you hear there is, is just completely honest. And that is just, again, we play what we see and we're influenced by our habitat. And, you know, um, I'm very proud of, you know, the UK's musical heritage in general. I just think it's astonishing that so much um, incredible music, like from the 60s all the way through to now, continues mm-hmm to be proliferated in the UK. And um, yeah, again, we just, we, we just kind of, we, we write what we believe in and we play what we believe in. And in terms of, you know, we're not, um, we're not, um, you know, we definitely know, we knew what we wanted it to sound like in a way, but we were also very happy to hear what Wayne would suggest for it to, to bring out the best in it, you know? Um, he's not afraid to say, this sounds shite. So, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there were a few on the on the cleaner vocals. He said, "This um, is fine, but I think we can try this." And then we tried that, and it was like, "Yeah, actually, you're totally right, man. That was right." So, I wouldn't say we were kind of complete sonic perfectionist in the way that we have a complete vision. I might that might become with it, you know, being quite a young band. We've only recorded a handful of times, um, but also, yeah, we're very happy to let people hear what they want and like to make their own interpretation on it and add their own things to it because again that's how for me that's how you'd expand as a as a group and as a sound in general you know cool um so if i was to ask you with the evolution of the band Mm. for the next couple of songs that are coming how are they different? How are they the same? Are we looking for more similar record? Is it going to be very different? Because you started talking about Nick Cave influences. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, it, it would definitely be along the same theme. Um, uh, when I write now, it's, I write Existence Dysphoria now. That's what I, that's what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. And basically trying to hit a kind of a balance between it being interesting, you know, with... Um, like there's there's a lot there's a bit more um, a bit more of the cleaner vocals um, on the new stuff, um, but it's also got to be quite hypnotic and crushing and just messing around with time signatures, you know. So I like I write writing a riff and like yeah that's pretty groovy and like that I, for me there has to be a certain level of simplicity and a groove, but then to that you can just throw in a slight curveball and it makes the whole thing a little bit more interesting and kind of, you know, makes you sit up and take notice. So I can be working on a groove, be like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but that's a bit basic. And then just whack a diminished power chord on the end of it. And it's like, oh, there's an extra bar. That's good now, <laughs> you know? <coughs> so, 
so yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely along the same path, but just bigger, you know, just just kind nice. of get bigger and just emphasize all the elements that we currently have, but just make them more and just try to write the best music that we can put out there, really. Cool. All right, so an odd question, and I ask this to a lot of people that I interview because I love to get the feedback on it. Uh, but let's say you're in a record store, okay? Mm. I, 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 that's me. I love going, looking through records, looking through tapes. Like, that's my mm. thing. Let's mm. say some kid comes up to you, doesn't know you're in the band, but brings yeah. your album to you and says, mm. hey, man, do you know anything about this band? What the hell do they sound like? How would you describe your band to that person? Um, cool. Um, I'd say just like, I mean, the, the basic element of the band is the, the core of it is the, the kind of nihilistic sludge. Um, but I would, um, ooh, that's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I mean, I, first of all, I'd say go buy it and I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd say, you know, I mean, I, I'd cite again our influences like Ufo Mamu and, you know, the kind of heavier, heavier, sludgier, punky stuff. Just kind of unpleasant, um, unpleasant, um, but quite epic music, I think. I don't know. It's a tricky cool. one to answer that. No, no, that's thought of that, it in those terms. That's fair, man. That's fair. That's why I ask mm. it. Um, mm. Is there anything that you would never add into your music? Is there something that's a absolute no? Like, would you say, just please don't ever even think about bringing that into this? I mean, I'll probably stay away from um, a Fred Durst-style white guy rapping. I think I'll probably leave <laughs> that out of it. <laughs> um, but, you know, not outwardly. You know, I think if something, if something fits, um, again... It's got to fit. The, it's got to fit the whole the whole theme, and um, I wouldn't say necessarily image, but you know, kind of um, aesthetics of the music itself. I mean, again, rapping. No, I would not be adverse to whacking in some pretty mean kind of synth stuff over the top. Yeah. You know, kind of heavily distorted synth. And that that definitely adds something. But again, no, no rapping. Probably no crooners. I completely understand the appeal of the music like. Um, you know, the crooners from like the 50s Sinatra yeah, and yeah. stuff. But personally, I just can't listen to it. But it's fine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the target audience for it. It's fine. And I get that people like it. I don't mind that. I just could. I just can't bear to hear that kind of thing. However, if you kind of threw it in with some, um, you know, some heavy ass guitars, maybe that would work quite well now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. So, but yeah, again, I would be, I'd be up for collaborating with different vocalists. And I think, again, I think Sludge is, is such an amazing scene now. There's just so many bands adding their own touches to things and things that you wouldn't have thought of. Um, and just making it just, you know, just such a really interesting um, kind of music. I, if you uh, checked out the new Gravelines album, which came I out. have. Oh, fuck me that's that is some serious stuff right there they were a massive influence on us when we were starting out because the idea that you could put the kind of crooning vocals and like sort of more um you know delicate openers and then the overall eruption and the heft of the music is something that really inspired me initially for the band and it's something that we've kept but again we're just adding our own touches to it so i wouldn't say outwardly there's anything we'd be completely against because i think that you know experimenting with things and mixing things is how music you know evolves and progresses forward and i think that's a hugely important thing cool so um just a couple more questions and then i'll let you go on your weekend uh 
But uh, the next thing I kind of wanted to ask was, is there anybody that you would love to collaborate with? Is there like one artist, one band you'd like to say like, hey, I would, and it could be something that's polar opposite to what you do. I just, uh, I'm kind of interested in that. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the, the standard answer would be Electric Wizard, but I think, I don't think we, any of us would make it out of the studio alive after <laughs> just hanging out with those guys for a few, a few hours. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're already doing their own thing. I absolutely love um, Lingua Ignota. I think she is, um, I think it's some of the heaviest music I've ever heard. And there isn't even a guitar in sight on the last album. Right. I think there's one drum hit throughout the whole thing. And it's just so heavy. I think it would be, it would be, if we were going to collaborate with someone, it would definitely be bringing an element that we don't currently have um to add to add something different to the music you know and like i think her voice is incredible i think what she does the way she captures her emotion um through such simple um you know simple things i think is is great and it's always for me my money the best collaborations are bands that bring different things to each other um you know like the um you know, the Sun and Boris collaboration, yeah. um, obviously, it's an absolute classic. But the sinking bell off that with that with that kind of ghostly vocal over the top, that is probably if we were going to collaborate something I'd, I would like to incorporate, you know, some some female vocals or some, you know, slightly softer vocals to, again, just emphasize the quieter moments and, you know, you know, um, make the heavier moments stand out. So, yeah, if we we're going to collaborate, it would want to be someone um who you know who would bring something different i'd quite like to work i'd quite like to work with john lydon because he's I, <laughs> love, I love his voice as well you know but yeah oh uh, yeah so yeah it would definitely be no, something different that's great yeah you have a punk aesthetic so it definitely yeah. would work on something like that um yeah i was very much thinking of someone like jarbo from the swans like would be very interesting mm -hmm. with you guys because mm -hmm. she did a collaboration with neurosis that i think just blew me away yeah, yeah so like yeah so no, very cool uh so the last question i'm gonna ask you well actually it's not even a question i'm gonna i'm gonna turn the mic over to you and okay. say talk about what's coming up uh any live shows talk about what's coming up with the band anything that's happening with you let the folks know uh, about what's going on with uh with you and the band yeah i mean yeah so um we're, we're gonna be um i'm gonna be was gonna be a, a little bit of um a personnel change we believe um just through just through um sort of life getting in the way there's no animosity between any of us but where we've got um we've got a couple of shows in the pipeline uh towards the end of the year um we will continue to write the gnarliest and most interesting shit that we can possibly do right now there's no concrete plans um but we are not going anywhere we we need this i i need this um to stop me going completely insane in the general world you know so um yeah you continue more of the same but better and bigger basically nice mm. all right well, this is Clint from The Doorway 2, hanging out with Ben from Existence Dysphoria. We really do appreciate this, man. Uh, mm. Love the record. Uh, if you ever do come to the U.S., let me know. I would love to hang out, have a beer, and kind of watch the show with you, man. Uh, yeah. But uh, but other than that, man, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I can't wait to hear more. And mm. uh, thank, you, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much, man. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And again, thanks for checking out our record. And to anyone else out there who's listening, you know, if you listen to the record, 
thanks so much for checking it out because it, it literally means the absolute world to all of us. So, um, yeah, thanks to you, Cliff, and thanks to anyone out there listening. You have a good one. Cheers, man. See you.